What is green? Apart from a color, obviously. It's the most important word in the world because it's at the heart of the battle to finance climate action. We need to understand what's really good for the environment and what's really going to slow climate change so that we can find the money to pay for it. If it's truly green, then it's going to help save humanity. And you'll find out what it is here with our Dictionary of Green Finance. I'm Matt, and this is Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. The Green Transition a story about how we will build a green economy. Finance may not be the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the climate crisis or the environmental pollution. You're more likely to conjure up images of melting ice caps, plastic in the oceans, tropical storms, and grasslands turned to desert, or simply to remember that you were hotter last summer than ever before in your life. But if we are truly to confront global warming and its devastating results, we need to finance greater use of renewable energy and energy efficiency products. We have to invest in brand new climate technologies too, which means engaging with the startups developing these innovations. This episode details the challenges, lays out some of the solutions, and shows some of the sectors in which we can make valuable improvements. It's based on the work done by experts at the European Investment Bank, the EU Climate Bank. The experience they've built over the years makes them highly effective in delivering the investment needed to tackle the climate crisis and other environmental issues. Now, we'll talk about how to finance areas that range from how you get around to what you eat, and from protecting our oceans and rivers to ensuring that your digital devices do not damage the environment. There's quite a lot to cover, so we're going to split this up into more than one episode. This part is going to be about a story of how cities tackle climate change, to adapt or not to adapt, the urban non-dilemma. Glossary, climate adaptation, climate mitigation, green infrastructure, green-blue infrastructure, nature-based solutions, natural capital finance facility. Cities are obviously where most of us live, and no matter the effects of climate change in every aspect of life on Earth, it's also where most of us are likely to be affected by climate change. That's in the form, for example, of increasingly frequent floods or super-high temperatures, both of which can result in large economic and human losses. Let's look at what we can do to reduce the impact of climate change on urban areas. We're going to talk about some of the big projects going on in this area, in particular in some cities you may know, Let's start with a city everyone loves, Florence. You may know it as Firenze, or the place with the big naked David statue. It also has a problem with floods. That's why Florence is creating an area that will soak up future floods like a sponge. It's something a lot of cities are doing right now. Here's how it works. On the edge of Florence, there's a river called the Emma. It's a tributary of the Arno, Florence's biggest river. When there's too much rain, the Emma gets very full, and when it then joins the Arno, the historic center of Florence is flooded. So now there's a park around the Emma, and the excess water can gather there, eventually soaking into the ground instead of feeding the Arno. When the Emma isn't in flood, this area is a park that can be enjoyed by locals. There are bike paths and playgrounds. It's a clever plan, and it's something that more and more cities all over the world are going to be doing. Here's the key thing. Cities are adapting to the consequences of climate change with nature-based solutions that also make the city more attractive and pleasant for residents. 
Why nature-based? Well, what cities like Florence used to do is build a big concrete tank to collect excess river water until the flood danger was over. Problem is, when there's no flood, you just have big concrete tanks in your city, and the water has to go somewhere eventually. With the Emma flood basin, it just goes down into the ground. This is an example of climate adaptation, which we discussed in the previous episode. Remember, adaptation means taking actions to better cope with rising sea levels, storms, floods, and other negative effects of climate change. How does this apply to cities? Well, cities like Florence need to face up to the often disastrous effect climate change is already having on them. And of course, this is going to continue to affect them in the coming decades, even under the most favorable scenarios. A project like the flood basin on the Emma River is not mitigation. It doesn't reduce the amount of greenhouse gases, right? It's adaptation, because it acknowledges that climate change is causing more extreme weather and therefore more floods. When you put up a wind farm, that's climate mitigation. Mitigation means making something less severe or less painful. A wind farm generates electricity from the wind, which means you need that much less electricity made with coal or gas. That means less greenhouse gas, and so you have mitigated the amount of emissions causing global warming. But adaptation to climate change is especially important in cities because of the economic and social consequences of floods or extreme heat waves or unprepared populations. None of this is easy. Every mayor knows their city has to adapt and is developing a climate strategy, but financing adaptation and making it happen is a challenge. The project in Florence is also an example of green-blue infrastructure. Green-blue infrastructure is a city planning term that means incorporating natural landscapes into public spaces, green, and combining them with good water management, blue. Cities often need to bring in experts to first of all understand how rising sea level or increasing temperature, floods, droughts, and other climate hazard may affect them. Then they may also need experts to suggest tailor-made solutions. That's the difficulty of adaptation. It's hard to understand what effects climate change may have on the activities that take place within a city and its people. There are a lot of things that can be done, but it's hard to identify the most cost-effective and most suitable solution in any case because the climate risks and vulnerabilities are unique for each city. How unique is each adaptation project? Some things apply everywhere, of course. If there's a risk of floods, one common adaptation practice is to put heating and air conditioning equipment on the roof instead of in the basement where it can be inundated by water. But when it comes to the design of public infrastructure, things become more complicated. An urban heat island is a city area that gets much hotter than nearby country areas. That's because the heat of the sun is retained by buildings, roads, and other built surfaces. A lot of energy also gets used in the city, and that contributes to higher temperatures too. Athens is a good example of a city with a lot of concrete and a lot of heat. It's also a good example of a city that has really developed a good climate change adaptation plan. Athens is made up of dense constructions that cover 80% of the city's surface. All that asphalt and concrete retains heat, during the extended heat waves to which the city is increasingly exposed. These urban heat islands in the city centre can be more than 10 degrees Celsius warmer than the suburbs. So asphalt and concrete are a liability when the weather's hot. Asphalt and concrete also stop water seeping away into the ground during rainstorms. The result? Flash floods. So how is Athens tackling its climate change problems? Well, it's entering into a set of 
innovative climate adaptation projects financed by something called the Natural Capital Finance Facility. That's a program run by the European Investment Bank in cooperation with the European Commission. It focuses on nature conservation, biodiversity and adaptation to climate change through nature-based solutions. The Athens project is expected to create at least 25% more green areas, which will help reduce the heat effects in the city and will enhance the infiltration of flood water into the soil. The city is also creating green corridors, which are very important for biodiversity because a green corridor allows species and air masses to move. The important thing to note here, the adaptation project is part of an integrated plan and that's what's likely to make it more effective and easier to finance. Athens is the first city to be financed under the Natural Capital Finance Facility. It's a pilot project which the European Investment Bank, the EU Climate Bank, thinks could be expanded to many other cities. Something else that happens a lot in cities is mobility, or sometimes not so much mobility because you get stuck in the traffic. We're going to look at how climate change plays into the future of mobility in our next episode, E-Mobility, a story about the electric puzzle. Don't miss that episode or any of our other episodes. Subscribe to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. Thanks for listening. 